Beware Maria. Maria talks about music, about drama, about gender, about power, about surrender, about science and psychology, about art, about things that are fun and can be related to each other. Maria has conversations with herself about communication, about eccentricity in the world. Maria talks about herself in the third person, sometimes. So, beware, you'll never know what you will find. With a soundtrack by Dead DNA. Okay, so that is a soundtrack by Dead DNA I really like and thank you for putting this into Creative Commons for this Beware Radio, my first ever episode and I feel like I'm really fed up of of not having done this before on the one hand. On the other is a bit terrifying to spend all this time on my own talking to a mic. Isn't it strange to have loud voice conversations. It just saves me to know that it's you at the other side. And knowing that you are there is a great stimulus for me, but also you can influence what I'm going to talk about if you contact me. I want your comments. I want your feedback. I want to dialogue with you, not just monologue to make. So right back. I would love to hear from you. I was thinking a lot in the last 20 years about improvisation and I was thinking because I've been an improviser for many years as a free improvisation singer since the year 2003-2004 but actually you're an improviser we're all improvisers we, we spend our lives improvising what, what to say and it seems sometimes to be much easier to improvise it than t- to improvise it the way you improvise music when you improvise music. So what do I mean with this? Are we doing whatever we want when we improvise music, when we do free improvised music, when we do that kind of music that sound like, sounds like... Are we really doing what we want or are we really doing what we think others want or are we really trying to do what we think is going to work in a different kind of language today in the understanding that this could evolve and i might think different in the future i say yes we do what we want in a way if we are on our complete own but if we are with others it's a bit different like if i was having my microphone and i was talking to someone else um, we want to be able to organize the materials. We want to be able to organize what we are, the sound that we are producing. We want to deliver something to an audience. So in even if we are doing what we want or what we feel we want to do in that moment, we want our audience to be back. We want to have a bit of structure. We want to have a bit of something to always hold on. That is the same like if I am 
doing a podcast and I'm talking and I'm improvising, but at the same time, I have a little script or I have a, my list of bullet points I want to talk about, so I don't really get lost. So when we do improvised music, most of us would say that's the way we are doing it. We, we're not just doing it from the top of our head. We're not just doing whatever comes. We ha- want to have a bit of structure. We have an audience there. We want to do something that is interesting and we want to interact with the others and we want to listen like we are having a real conversation because actually that's what we're having. So Luke, I'm going to play you a little bit of conversation here. So that video of the conversation is a little bit like and we are influencing each other while we do it, as you can see. And then the conversation that was a conversation happened and at the festival of free improvisation that happened in Malaga in Spain. So this is a bit of it. This is a bit of how how we react to each other in conversation and in musical conversation. Like we know all the musicians know that we are talking the same language and that we are either doing opposite things or similar things, joining with the others, but at least we're having some direction. We can improvise completely like a drifting boot, like doing what is from the top of our heads and it should be fun. And I've done it many times with other kind of improvisation that I might talk about another day. But um, what do you find the most in, in festivals and, and performances of musicians doing free improvs that, that kind of joint, so enjoyable and so much fun influencing of, of each other during during the duration of our performance. So it's a lot like talking. You disagree, you agree, you go together, you go into another direction, uh, which is great. Um, however, I have seen very often that we are taught how to speak, how to talk, but we're never taught what to say or in what direction to speak. So we know the vocabulary, we know the words, and we improvise like a drifting boat most times in, in our lives. Like we just say things, sometimes they are from the top of our head, sometimes we're not having any kind of awareness in the kind of thing we're saying uh, in, with regards to how is that going to influence or not our, our the audience or the person we're talking to. And that has a total different kind of impact. Um, a total different kind of impact that is very different outcomes when we know where we are going. Like, it doesn't mean that you lead the conversation, but at least you want to know where you are going if you do want to make the most of the communication you're having or in special moments in which you are trying to do something like sell something, influence of of any kind of thing or ask for something that you want like asking asking for a pay rise 
or are trying to avoid uncomfortable questions from other people that they're putting on you that could make you angry or that you're not prepared to answer. Uh, avoid negativity, try to avoid fixation of other people in talking about the same or the same. And uh, or maybe you would like to enhance stuff you want to enhance, like positivity about something, or maybe you want to enhance your darker side. But you know if you have trained in what to say or how to say it, um, you can use a lot of tools in order to be able to influence and communicate at your best and know where you're going with the things that you're saying in the majority of your interactions. And uh, this is one of the fields that I'm very interested in, that I actually teach. And that is something that I want I just teach it and at the same time I just want to learn more and more and more about it because it's something that I think I I, I started learning quite recently compared to the duration of my life up to now and one of the biggest things that come to my mind every time I'm, I'm doing any kind of practice like that is oh I wish I had known this earlier. How many things would have been different if I had known this early? But it's actually useless. You said this is a totally useless thought, but I have it. I have it. I wish I had known this before. Uh, because I couldn't have it before, I'm very passionate about teaching it to young people. Um, it can be used not only for studying something, it can be used to protect yourself against bullying and against harassing. Uh, so there, there are a lot of many very useful techniques. And I think all these, all these things about improvised music and the difference between reading a text, going totally adrift, number second, and that something like in between, which is you have a little idea of what you want to communicate, you have a scheme, you have some bullet points, um, is this the same with this kind of improvised music. I've done it completely from my emotions and my feelings in something that I call primal singing. And that should be is it unrelated to what's happening, unrelated to the audience, and it's more very intimate thing. It's more related to what I feel as a performer when I do it. I've done the other. I've been also singing uh, many years as a as a classical singer and other music singer, and just you just do what the score is saying that you have to do. And in improv, I found a space in which to share with other musicians musical ideas that go really really fast and uh, well or slow <laughs> sometimes you can be really really slow but the thing is about the interaction and about that feeling of being able to be together and join musical ideas together and created something beautiful uh joining and without a score or without without a guide um that is that is really special let me play you a bit of a bit of uh, improvised piece by Francis Garcia and myself, which is called Earth Tierra. Uh, yes, I'm Spanish, in case you hadn't picked up my accent up to now. And uh, the piece was done with voice and um, 
virtual synthesizers. And I think he's using also some sitel, yes, and sitel, medieval sitel. So I'm going to do the very narcissistic thing of playing a file of improvised music by myself, another composer. Uh, however, uh, the, reason, the main reason is not just to show off all my stuff that I do and talking all about me, but uh, the thing is I need co non-copyrighted music that I can play for this program at the moment. And this is something that I do have. Uh, it's a piece with Francis Garcia from Madrid and um, myself. I am also from Madrid, but reside in, in the UK. And we, we used to have this duo called Punto Cero. And we did a lot of improvised music with uh, voice and virtual synthesizers, which is what we're doing this in this piece that is called Earth. Free improvisation performances, you might like them, you might not like them, or you might like them depends on who are doing it, but I think there's no doubt it's a super performance. It's a show, it's a meme, it's something that is taken to the absolute extreme, that is so fantastic, and as that music is being produced, and you know it's being produced in the moment, it's very different listening to it in a radio that to be there as it's being done in the moment, it feels much more intense when when you're there like everybody who is present and the environment and the building where it's being done and everything around it it's participating of the results so there's a kind of magic to it we also know that the type of hemisphere in your brain that is participating when you are producing as a musician improvised music is different that when you are reading music and yes we have studies in recent years about the neuroscience of improvisation which is a fascinating thing to look at i could mention from the year 2011 there's one study with the guitarist pat metheny he had a panel of scientists to talk about the neuroscience of improvisation in our symposium called music and the spark of spontaneity so in this symposium the features of the brain when we are improvising were discussed and they talk about different parts of the brain that were operating when or improvisation is happening that they're not when we're doing music that is being read. And there are numerous studies, but I would like to mention something that I, I was a witness of, which is Gilho School of Music and Drama has been studying these kind of things for years now. And uh, there are, if I think the last time... They did it in public, was in the year 2019, when there was a performance of a pianist and he was having some kind of electric cables in his head. He was all cabled. He was playing piano and he was playing, once he was reading the music, or playing exactly what the, what the score was saying, and in another he was introducing improvised packages. All this was still classical music. And there were brain changes that were being measured, surveyed. When the pianist was improvising, there was more complexity in the music and also some more brain signal complexity in the musicians and also in the audience. That's very interesting. It took the um, people who were doing this study to say that improvised music can lead you to a higher level of awareness. So if you are into 
getting a higher level of awareness, this is another thing you can do. You can listen to improvised music or improvise music yourself. So I'm going to play you a fragment from a piece called Tierra, Earth, by composer Frances Garcia from Madrid, Spain, and myself at The Voice. You see that? You see that? It's like a kind of no, bah, 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 drummy quality, earthy quality in the synthesizers. And the voice is trying to go with it, not drumming, but doing something that sounds like solid and a low note. Low note for me. Uh, before it builds up. It's, it's yeah, to me, I, I hear like earthy kind of shamanic drumming, so things like that. Yeah, it's it's a bit the right of spring, the boom 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 boom. And this is it from Igor Stravinsky, the most earthy music that I can ever imagine. However, if you're not familiar with Stravinsky, with Igor Fedorovich and Stravinsky, Russian composer, born in 1882 and died in 1971, I shall give you shamanic drummings that you can relate to, if you can't relate to them. So there you are, shamanic drummings. Shamanic drummings and crickets. Crickets rubbing the front wings together to produce that sound and synchronizing it together, together like the drums. However, coming back to Stravinsky, Stravinsky is... Stravinsky, I have to talk about another day about Stravinsky, and there shall be time to, to discuss Stravinsky. Stravinsky was a genius and, a, and an eccentric person, and I like that. People who are geniuses and who are eccentric people. So yes, Stravinsky, it's absolutely essential in your life. And if you want to have a good laugh, please go to YouTube and type Stravinsky Teletubbies right off spring because it's amazing and I've been laughing today so much with it. So you can have an idea of how my brain works as I've been talking about speaking Asking for things, improvising, playing music, Stravinsky, shamanic drums and teletubbies. And I haven't yet introduced myself as like in a CV point of view, but it doesn't matter. We still have time. Now we are on the earth. So there's more of the earthy sound and now it's rising. I see like the high priestess elevating her voice. In a kind of spring bite.
there's a change of color there there's a kind of brightness in this And this reminds me that this is being recorded on the 1st of May. Beltane. Day of celebration, celebrating nature, celebrating fertility. Celebrating lovemaking. That's the day where in ancient times couple would escape and do hand fasting rites to get linked to each other without getting married. Oh, this is getting more exciting now. More energetic. Sometimes he's imitating a little bit in the voice, the yeah, 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 like copying with what the synthesizers are doing. Well, now the sustained notes are higher pitch. Coming back to another point, to a point of relax. The priestess has taken her things and she's going elsewhere. And yes, it is Beltane today. And I'm, I'm not celebrating Beltan in any other way than what it is uh, making this first podcast. And I hope it's a good omen. Uh, not that I believe in anything in particular, but I like paganism. I like paganism because it celebrates nature. And who is going to be against it? Who's going to be against nature? Or who's going to disagree in the fact that they are spring, summer, autumn and winter? I think that's so universal that when I have been... Um, in former years, leading gatherings with singing and storytelling and movement around the pagan festivities. People from all faiths and from all religions were very happy to participate because there was no confusion. Celebrating that spring is this day and it was working wonderfully. Traditions. Once I, I, I went to the Pagan Confederation and I participated into a Beltane ritual and it was beautiful. And there were not only things to drink and, and, and eat as a way to, to celebrate and as part of the, of the rite, but we were having the Green Man. The Green Man, which is a, a guy dressed in green with a green skin. You might all know about it. 
And the green man, who has also been identified with the character of Sarunos, which is the horned god, is the husband of the goddess. So it is the day of Beltan would be celebrating the marriage between the goddess and the god. It is a day about sexuality and passion and joy and conception and we are welcoming that we are in spring and we are getting into the summer. Have you done anything for Belton? Would you do anything for Belton next year? I think a celebration is one of the best things we can do these days, especially in the situation that we that we're living. So anything that can be celebrated, please celebrate it. Don't miss the opportunity. And improvise. Improvise with your instruments, improvise with your voice, singing voice, or improvise with your words, but always have direction when you use them. Or improvise doing other things. You might want to improvise dancing. Or improvise with photos. Improvise with Legos. Do you like Legos? Can you walk over Legos? It's painful. But some people can't do it, like like people who walk over the remains of a fire to prove their faith, walking over Legos in your living room. So there's uh, this guy who did improvise a kind of special table using Legos. Uh, and this happened because this was something that helped scientists that were doing conduct tests where they explain how they did an experiment that used particle beams from a particle accelerator that is called the super proton synchrotron. I have not mispronounced, that's how it's called. That takes particles and accelerates them. I will have to check another day what exactly that means. To study the property of hadrons. My goodness, hadrons. A hadron is a type of subatomic particle, so smaller than the atom. Which I didn't know what it was before, but now I know there are particles that are made of quarks and gluons. Mm. So they were working on these, Anna. They were using some sensors to learn if they could withstand aggressive radioactive impacts. But for some reason, they had some pieces that they were not working and they had to replace them and they could replace them, but not the entirety of the piece because they needed also a movable table to hold them. The table had to be lightweight and it had to be able to be resistant to nuclear activation. So this guy who's called Michael Deveux was playing with his two-year-old daughter, playing Lego, as one does, and this is the moment of creativity in which you have your ideas. He Maybe he was, if he was say, sitting at his desk, maybe he doesn't get ideas like this. Look at people who are creative for the living, like artists and composers, musicians, writers. Who, they, don't, they don't talk about having ideas, they play with ideas instead. So it's by playing that sometimes we get our best ideas. So it turned out that uh, doing the table with Legos would be great because it could be engineered quickly and it could be modified. So he called his brother, brother, come and help me with your Legos. Let's let's get our Legos together. And, and the brother who was an architect designed together with him a movable table. It was installed in November 2015 and it's absolutely brilliant looking. Just Google it and find a picture of it. Um, then they used it, it was effective and not only it was 
something that helped the scientists do the accelerator test, but it was a piece of art. It was something that the colleagues wanted to complement by adding trees on top and they have to, to put a notice saying, please don't do that. But actually, I like the idea of the fact that someone passed by and had to put trees on it, especially if it's built-in and especially if it's improvised trees. And most especially if you play. Always play. Thank you for having spent this time with me today. This is Beware Radio, set up by Andy Brain and Gareth Munger. If you would like to contact me, you can do so at bewaremaria at gmail.com. I'm your commentator, entertainer, teacher and personal agony aunt. So I'm saying bye-bye for now, and i see you in a week. Oh, I hear you, or oh, you hear me. Bye.